Hey, everybody. I'm Steve Hannett, your host on the Be Healed podcast. Welcome to the show today. We've got a really powerful topic talking about marriage. We're going to be talking about how to heal the conflict in your marriage. And I tell you, this is a very needed topic, and I've got two very special people with me, a husband and wife team, Jim and Tammy Dixon from Linked coaching and we are excited to have them on the program with us today they have been called by god to help husbands and wives live out marriage the way god has designed it now whether you're young or old or newly married or have been married for many many years this program is going to bless you because marriage is about these two different distinct unique lives coming together i mean it's two lives becoming one flesh. And many people have come from different backgrounds. They've had different experiences. And frankly, a lot of people in the church never really got to understand how to bring two very different lives together. And as a result, they end up with a lot of conflict. And as you know, the Behold podcast is all about equipping you with God's word that you'd experience the healing that Jesus Christ died to give. And it's not just healing of your body. It's not just physical. It's every area of your life is redeemed by the work of Jesus Christ upon the cross. It is about his blood, his power, his peace, just saturating every area. So if you are hurting in your marriage, if you have conflict in your marriage, you want to make sure that you tune in and listen to this program. So, Jim and Tammy, welcome to the Be Healed podcast today. It's great to have you. Great to be here. Yeah. So how long have you guys been in ministry, uh, ministering to marriages and helping people to overcome the, the many problems they experience? So the ministry part, we've probably been in almost 30 years or so, you know, but uh, as far as dealing with marriages specifically, probably been the last well, 18 years. 18 years. Yeah, yeah. And so you've seen a lot of common problems come before you of hurting couples and, and people. You know, we, we were speaking before the podcast about this glorious plan that God has to have two people become one flesh. Correct. And that is a deep, deep mystery. And I'd like to just start off first. What did God design when he designed marriage? How would you describe even just what is marriage? This idea that two are becoming one, uh, kind of unpack that for us a little bit, and then we'll get into, um, helping people to live that out. Well, you got to go back to the very beginning in Genesis two, there was just one. And then we come in and God said, it's not good that man is alone. He needs a helper. He needs someone that's going to come alongside. So he took from man to create woman so that she would be the exact thing that was needed to bring in to the fullness of what God said. So covenant and marriage is bringing in what is necessary for two people to have that oneness and, and to operate as one flesh. And, mm. and that's the intent of God for marriage and for the intent that we would not be alone and so God's created that within a marriage structure. You know, one of the, the, um, the blessings that I have found about marriage is this idea that the man and the woman 
are carrying the image of God. Yes. And it isn't just the man and it isn't just the woman, but it's the man carrying the certain attributes of God and the woman carrying certain attributes of God. And so only by them coming together can we actually experience the image of God on the earth. Would you guys agree with, with that? Agree. Yeah. I think also um, Mark 10, 7, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but they are one. Um, what therefore God has joined together, no man can separate. There's a oneness. When we come together in covenant, there's a oneness that happens. So this is, this is very, very important. Everybody listening, even though you may have gotten used to having conflict or operating uh, separately from your spouse, God's plan is oneness. I agree. And I think the wonderful beginning that we're just beginning this episode with is the reality that if people are experiencing pain from conflict or not merging the two together well, God is on our side to fix it. Right. Because he's designed us to operate as one. Exactly. Now, you guys have a very interesting story because um, you didn't come from the same backgrounds. You know, you, you, you had very different life experiences before you get married. So, um, Jim, let me let me start with you. Maybe maybe you could describe what you were like when when you met Tammy um, and then Tammy, we'll, we'll go to you and describe what you were like. Uh, to see these very unlike people come together that God made one. So go, go ahead, Jim, sh- share with us. What, what was life like when you met Tammy? Well, I was born and raised in church from the time I was two weeks old. I was in church all the time. So I was born and raised and, and brought up in a church. So uh, experiencing all the things that, that were happening in a church. So I had that good foundation of, you know, what is it? What is the word? You know, what is the spirit? What's what's happening? And, and so when I met Tammy, though, I was in a little different spot, but I had that foundational knowledge of what is the church? What is yeah. the body of Christ? What is the word of God? So, so Tammy, tell us, how are you different from, from this life experience? Completely opposite on the other end. I um, would hop on a church bus um, at times and go to church periodically, but absolutely into darkness. When we met, I was into a lot of alcohol, drugs, um, just um, living the, the worldly life, partying, living living up what the devil wanted me to live yeah. completely into darkness. So, you know, we're going to use your, your lives as, as examples, but when, when people meet, um, I often think it's, it's not just the meeting of the person in that moment. But it's the years of history, right? Experience, right. good and some really right. bad, culminating. So it's almost like people are like icebergs. You know, you right. you see a little bit on the outside, but all that unseen stuff is there, and we're joining that together. Um, did you guys have some? Well, I know you had some difficulties in your marriage, <laughs> yes. Um, which makes your ministry so powerful. But what were some of the conflicts that you've experienced with that unseen, th- you know, stuff that that the differences that took time for God to merge together? Because it's a process, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. First and foremost, hurt 
people hurt people and two broken don't make a whole. So we went into this marriage broken and um, we tried to fix each other also. Yeah. So what were the examples of of the uh, types of conflict that you had or the types of difficulty that you had with these two different backgrounds coming together? Yeah, because we were so broken, we walked in a level of anger and hurt. So therefore, we retaliated against each other. We hurt each other. Hurt people hurt people, but free people will free people. And um, so we honestly, we didn't fight fair. We Mm. would um, hurt each other physically, emotionally. Um, We carried a lot of baggage. Mm. And the the difference is, you know, I I mentioned I, I grew up in a church, but just because I was in a church didn't mean that the world wasn't out of me. So I still had that propensity to do the things that I wanted to do instead of doing the things that God wanted me to do Mm. and understanding what the difference is. And just because you're into church or you're, you're reading your Bible or whatever, it doesn't mean that you've totally allowed the Holy spirit to remove those things out of you. That is actually causing the harm and causing the, the, the issues within the, the marriage. So in, in many ways, it's, it's how we look at life, how we process life, mm-hmm. how we communicate or the lack thereof. Um, it's going to be a multitude of things that are going to be different, Absolutely. but this is dangerous, isn't it? Because in the book of Amos in chapter three, in, in uh, verse three, right? It says, how can two walk together if they're not in agreement. Absolutely. And, and so would you agree that if these things, especially the things that don't seem like they're a big deal, that they have to get resolved so that the husband and the wife are in agreement with each other, but more importantly, they're in agreement with God. Agreed. Agreed. And so that, that's the whole concept of what we do is one, we're not going to point saying, how do you fix one another? And just how do you first seek first him and his kingdom, his righteousness? Because everything you need to give to the other person is exactly what he gives to you. You don't have anything to give unless he's given it to you. Mm. So you want you need love. Who's going to give you the love? Him, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, goodness, self-control. Those are all the fruit of the spirit that he gives to you to be able to put you into the place that you can give to everyone else. Or you especially give to your mate what they need. And so if both people can then be focused in receiving everything from the father, they could then give to each other, mm. not out of what they are giving out their the human flesh, but out of the spirit, then they can love each other the way they need to. So I I have found something really, really powerful that, um, that when people say I'm going to get in agreement with my wife or even two friends or business partners, anyone that the point of agreement isn't themselves. No, it's Jesus. Right. It's kind of like, you know, if we are all looking at him, and seeing him and hearing his word, he creates a new creation in us. Mm-hmm. And that creation is made in his image. That's right. So regardless of the different natural experiences we all had, we're made the same 
in him. That's right. So we've got these new creation realities as believers that we need to live according to that. So have you found that that couples and I know this may seem like an obvious question, but have you found that couples that have a deep relationship and fear of the Lord and growing in Christ get that oneness? They do, but it's still work. I mean, there is still that daily submission to the Lord, submitting one to another and to giving each other and honoring the other one and esteeming the other one greater than yourself. And Mm. so, yeah, it's not just, okay, uh, here's a formula and here's how it happens. It has to be a day-to-day process. I choose to love my wife. Has it been work for you guys? Yes. It has been a lot of work. And you have to show up every day. I just love how honest you are about that answer. You didn't even hesitate. No. Yes. (laughs) It's been a lot of work. It's been a lot of heart-wrenching things to be able to work through because when you aren't uh, sanctified or you don't have that heart that's set apart for only the Lord's use, you're going to use it for your own use. You're going to use it for the things that, that please yourself or what, what's necessary for me. When, when the, the whole concept is, what am I going to do for my wife? Mm-hmm. So if I'm trying to make her do something for me, that's not going to work. But as I give to her, as I would give to the Lord and she's given to me as she's given to the Lord, we're going to be satisfied in that. But what the difference is we have in the past, it was about what was good for me. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what was it that I had the pleasures? in? What can I get out of this? Yeah. Well, I think a lot of romantic love in Hollywood is just based in that. Right. Yeah. I, oh, mean, um, I remember uh, seeing a clip of the movie Jerry Maguire and he said, you complete me or or men will say, you make me a better man or I'm better with you. It's all self-focused, actually. Right. It's not about a sacrificial. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to love you. I'm going to die for you. Right. I mean, that's what Jesus right. describes in Ephesians five. Right. Right. So you're, you're speaking about a whole different wineskin right. of how to live in that marriage. Absolutely. And, and it's not just a one and done thing. It's a day to day. You consistently say, I, I'm choosing to do this because I can choose to walk away or I can choose to remain. And in, in the midst of, you know, for Tammy and I, when we went through all of our difficulties and, you know, when I was separated and moved out in the house, I could have chosen to stay separated and she could have stayed and done whatever. Or I could do whatever I had to do to make it right between me and the Lord first and then make it right between me and her. And that, that comes back to, you know, I didn't automatically get her trust back from from when I sinned, from when I fell into to sin and did things that should not have ever been done. So, so, so far we have this idea that God has created us to be in unity, in oneness with him. Right. We have this idea that God is behind us to create this unity. Mm-hmm. We have this idea that we're very different when we get married. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it may be worldviews, how we process life's different. But God's made us new and it's going to take work. It's going to take work. Dying to self isn't easy. No, but it's good. It's the best thing that you can do, because if you're not living for yourself, you're not trying to satisfy everything from you. You're getting everything satisfied by the one who can only satisfy you. So 
dying to self is not a bad concept. It's the concept that gives you life and life to the fullest beyond what you could ever believe. Mm. And so when we're looking at dying to ourselves, then we in return, and then God's always about this. He's, he's not going to take something from you that he's not going to give you. He's going to give you something better than what he's taken from you. Yeah. And so from us, when we gave our marriage to him, not only did he restore it, he restored it beyond what we could ever think or imagine or hope it would be. Because then he's creating. He That's created right. it, reestablishing it, set it forth in motion as he determined it. So maybe we've been thinking about marriage incorrectly. Maybe we're not taking two different lives and merging them together. Maybe God is creating a brand new life at the altar. Agreed. When we get married. That, that, that it never existed before. I mean, I, when I'm doing pre-marriage work as a pastor, I, I'll often tell people that, listen, there's going to be something birthed at the altar. This oneness never has been created yet. And that's a brand new, brand new creation that is one in God's eyes. So it sounds like, Jim and Tammy, that we need to learn just how to live according to what God has created rather than trying to merge broken stuff together. Like Absolutely. you're saying, Tammy. And it's many of the plans of man, but God, and it's that but God <laughs> piece. And there's a little bit of to that verse as well, but I love stopping right there. But, but God, because it's in that, but God that trumps and goes past all the plans that man can put together. So we may have a concept marriage looks like this or marriage should be like this or my wife should be this or my husband should be this. But then you get God in, in the picture and he says, now here, let me show you how much more beautiful it can be when I'm in the picture. God's plan. God's plan. We've got to discover his blueprint for marriage. Absolutely. We have to. I want to tell everybody listening to that. Most of you have never had the opportunity to learn God's destiny design for marriage. And I, you know, I often use the, the analogy that if you take a sports car, a Maserati or a Lamborghini that's made for a smooth road and you try to take that off road, you're going to break it. It's not going to perform well. It, 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 it's, it's a very high quality car that won't, that won't operate. And so we've got to, we've got to take, how did God design the marriage and then live according to that design? Absolutely. Let me touch something a little sensitive though. Sure. Because there are people listening to this and they're saying, okay, yes, God is going to be behind me. And, um, he's creating this new, this new entity, this, this marriage with one, with two becoming one. But there are many people who are spending and giving their hearts to people who don't know Jesus. Right. That's the unequally yoked. Yeah. The apostle Paul speaks about this in second Corinthians in uh, chapter six, verse 14. And it's, it's just talk with us about this because I think people need to know this. And, and listen, on the Be Healed podcast, I don't want to make you feel good. I want to lead you to true goodness. That's going to, that's going to bring life. That's what the word of God does. So talk with us. Why is, why is the apostle Paul uh, telling people this idea of unequally yoked? What is unequally yoked mean? So the concept would be if you're pulling a cart and you had two oxen on there and you're yoking together. But if I'm going to have a, an ox that's going to always veer to the left and you're going to have one that's always veering to the right, how are you going to move forward? 
you're always going to be pulling against each other. And so in the concept of marriage, you're pulling together and moving things forward as God intends it. But if you're unequally yoked, one's going to be always pulled to the one side and one's going to be pulled to the other, which is always going to cause strife and tension. And just there's just a, a, a rub between the two that would that will not be satisfied until God comes in and transforms a life. Now, can it happen? I've seen marriages who have it's been hard. And uh, the wife prayed for the husband or a husband prayed for the wife. But it was not until the other one began, gave their life mm. to the Lord that they began to be satisfied or find that joy within yeah. their marriage that God intended for. Without that, you know, you can have your happy moments. You can have your good times. You can have whatever. But you're not going to find the satisfaction of what God said, I intend for you for this marriage until the two of you become one. Yeah, it's very powerful. I'm, I'm just going to read this um, verse from 2 Corinthians 6, 14. It says, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness. Now his words get very strong in verse 15. And what accord has Christ with Belial? Or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Yeah. So this is why God is telling us, you know, that, that the idea is that a Christian is called out um, of the ways of the world, the principles of the world and made by him. And, and so, you know, based on the scripture, what we're really dealing with here is someone who believes in Jesus and somebody who does not believe in Jesus. Mm -hmm. And they may be nice and they may be moral people and they may be well-intended, but somebody who does not believe in Jesus is not allowing God yet to forgive them of their sins and to make them anew. Agree. The best that I could describe this is we are spiritually dead before Jesus forgives us of our sins. Correct. And there is no agreement between life and death. And I know this may be a difficult word for some, but it's truth that when we are without Christ, we are dead in our sins Absolutely. and our trespasses. And this idea of dying to self starts with just us and Jesus, Agreed. not with each other. No. And so it's so powerful because God is saying, I want to marry sons and daughters. I don't want to marry a son to somebody who has not yet allowed me to give them life. So we need, we need to have this, we need to have this shift and, and where I'm going and what I'd like you to just talk about in this uh, last segment here, as we begin to close, there is power in agreement. Agree. Talk with us about that before we close. So in, in the covenant standpoint, that's a, an agreement that when we looked at God doing this, God actually said, I'm going to walk in the midst of this. And if I break this covenant, I'm going to die. So if you look at Abraham, that he did that. And so in a covenant with in the natural, they would say two leaders, if I should choose to, to break this covenant, I choose to die because I've broken his covenant. 
Well, he always fulfilled that. He always said, even though we didn't, he always fulfilled that. And he even fulfilled that by Jesus coming and doing that. Mm. And so when we look at this covenant, it gives you the ability in agreement where two or three agree upon one thing, touching it. But what are you agreeing to? Mm. And so when our hearts are purified, when our hearts are set for the things that God has and it's set to the the desires that he has, even though we may think it's our desires, he first put that desire in our heart. But when we do, then that agreement comes in. It sets things forth in motion as he intends it. Then the power of the kingdom come behind that Mm. and accomplish that. It's not coming through flesh and blood. It's not accomplishing through what we do. It's what he wants to do. And he says, I choose to do it through my son and my daughter. It's so powerful because God is saying, let me author your relationship. Let me be faithful to do what only. It's just so powerful, Jim uh, and Tammy. Let me create the marriage and bring oneness where it would be impossible for a human being to do that. But I I wanna I wanna end on a hopeful message because maybe you're listening and you have a relationship right now. You're in a relationship with somebody and they don't know God yet. Well I, I wouldn't recommend that you pick up the phone and send a text and just break up. Um, I think what needs to happen is you need to realize where you are. You need to realize where they are. And you need to begin to work it out in your own heart as to what's important for you and, and to talk with one another and communicate with one another and to help to lead that other person to the saving knowledge of Jesus. Agree. And there is hope. And I, I, I would strongly recommend, and I think you guys can agree. We've been in ministry for a while and it does not go well when people violate this wisdom. They end up with a lot of hurt, unfortunately, sometimes divorce. So take the time to make sure your beginning stages are healthy and built on the foundation and do not marry. And, and I I'd go so far as to say, don't give your heart. There may have to be a stepping away. And in some cases, some people are not going to want Jesus. And if that's the case, I would tell you though, it may be painful. It's going to be the best thing you can do to not pursue a relationship that will not yield the oneness that God desires because he only wants to give good things. Right now, if you are in a relationship already and you're, and, and, and you are married to the person and they don't know Jesus, well, praise God. God says to pray. Yes. God gives counsel in his word about how to live, how to conduct yourself, how to bring them to Christ. And God will do miracles that we've experienced miracles. You've experienced miracles that he is working on your behalf. So there is great hope. Listen, guys, I would love as we close up this part one of this message to pray for those people who are listening right now, because many of them need prayer. So yeah, Tammy, why don't you take us in and, and, and pray for the marriages that are uh, needing to be blessed? Agreed. First and foremost, Father, we thank you. We thank you for the opportunity, Lord, to be a light and to give hope. Lord, we just pray, God, for those who are not in a relationship yet, I just keep hearing, Father, that they would be the best version of themselves and allow the Holy Spirit to move and work through them first and foremost, that they would be drawn to the right person, but be protected from the wrong person. 
And then God, we pray for those that are in relationship, Lord, that you would bring about a oneness, Lord, that can only come from you. Lord, we thank you for what you're going to accomplish even through this podcast. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Jim and Tammy, tell everybody where they can find out more information about your ministry. So it's linkedmc.com. It's linked, linked marriage coaching. Okay, wonderful. And people can go to that website, learn about what you do, get connected, and, and contact you guys. Absolutely. Wonderful. Listen, guys, I'm Steve Hannett. This is the Be Healed Podcast. And I want to let you know we've got a free gift for you. If you text the word healing to 94,000, you'll be able to download a free PDF resource that's going to bring you in contact with some verses that are going to help you know your identity in Jesus. Make sure you check out our website out also, which is everyhousenow.org. And you can find out about the great things that God is doing. If you have not checked out the Miraculous Life TV program that's aired on the Sid Roth Network and soon to be aired on Destiny Image TV, check that out. You can go to our YouTube channel, just uh, type YouTube uh, forward slash my name, and you can watch previous episodes with testimonies and teachings all about how to operate in the miraculous power of God. Thank you for listening to the Behold podcast today. I'd love to connect with you on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Steve Hannett, and you can get a lot of our latest information and announcements there. Also, would love for you to know about our TV program called The Miraculous Life. It airs on Sid Roth's It's Supernatural Network, also known as ISN. You can go to their website. You can download the app ISN on your phone. And you can listen to it also on our YouTube channel. Just go to youtube.com forward slash Steve Hannett. There's amazing teachings and testimonies of God's power healing people and breaking through. Truly, he calls us to live in his grace and peace. Well, until next week, may Jesus Christ lead you, guide you, and establish you in the fullness of his grace and power. Be sure to share this podcast with someone who you know it will bless. And I look forward to talking with you next week. God bless you. Be Healed is a production of Every House, a church network whose mission is to contribute to the work of the Great Commission by reaching the lost, establishing churches, and cultivating leaders throughout the world. If you'd like to give a tax-deductible gift to support this ministry, simply visit our website at stevehannett.com and click the donate button. We thank you in advance for your prayer and support.